I look at this as that happiness is choosing good problems. Do you want the problems of that have you looking for this podcast or do you want the problems of getting up a little bit early and doing some workouts? And I mean, this, these are much better problems. They just really are. <laughs> I, I, I can't even compare. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. Today, we're joined by one of our very own amazing Fit Father brothers, Michael Wilson. Michael is 42 years young. He's a father of six kids, and he's recently just begun a new vocation and a kind of a second career path as a teacher. He's also a softball coach. He's got a lot going on in his life. And Michael shares some powerful stories about how he actually got set up on the Fit Father Project. And like many guys, he saw a picture that was taken of him before he got into shape. And it was a picture that should have been a happy picture, but all he could really see was looking at his body and looking at his belly and just like kind of shocked and disgusted and just not happy with how he looked. And that, along with some other experiences he's going to share in just a moment, prompted him to take his health and fitness so seriously. And I'm personally so grateful that he did. Because over the past several months using this program, Michael's now in phase three of FF30X. He's dropped over 45 pounds. He's stronger. He's so much more energetic. I mean, as he self-describes, he was a guy that was getting brownies and drinking multiple energy drinks per day just to kind of like function and get through the day. And now with a combination of his exercise, his shakes, this lifestyle, he has an energy drink in like months. And he's just has internal energy, internal motivation and drive. And when Michael shares this stuff, you're going to really feel the power of this. And, and the underlying principle that I think is so important is that the mind and the body are so intimately connected. When the body is out of shape, the mind ends up feeling more negative, more pessimistic, more depressed. And when the body gets in shape, the mindset starts to come along with it. And if you're in a position like Michael is, a position of leadership in your family, leadership in your job, in the people you're impacting, being your best self is going to translate to more goodness for everyone around. And that's been Michael's experience. And I think you're really going to get a ton of value out of this conversation. And particularly some of the advice Michael shares at the very end about, you know, just some life advice that he has and he lives by is a very strong perspective that I think our brotherhood could take up and live by even more. So Michael, if you're listening to this, which I hope you are, and I know you will at some point, thanks for coming on the podcast again. You're an amazing guy. Blessings to your family and for our entire brotherhood. Let's celebrate another story with Fit Father Michael. All right, Michael, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project Podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. So let's kick things off a little intro. I'd love to, for everyone listening, to know your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about work and your family. Um, yeah, I'm 42 years old. I'm from Newcastle, Oklahoma, um, which is about uh, it's sort of in a little bit of if if there is an elbow connecting. Um, Oklahoma City and Norman. Um, that's basically where we're at. We're close to each one of those. Um, I'm actually sitting right now in my classroom at Newcastle Middle School. Um, cool. I'm a seventh grade English teacher and a uh, and I actually am teaching the first year of broadcasting here, which is um, why I actually have a microphone. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I have. Um, I'm 42 years old. I've. This is only my second year teaching full time. It's kind of a second career. But I do have, um, I've been married uh, to my wife, Sarah, since 2003. And I, we have six kids. Um, 
three of them are bio- biological and three of them are um, adopted. They are, they're all blood. They were our, they were our niece, two nieces and a nephew um, that they've been with us most of their life. Um, so we're definitely very busy. Um, my wife is also in her um, very first semester as a full-time teacher after being the middle school secretary for about five years. So we're, we're, we've had a lot going on definitely in the middle of this whole fit father thing. We've had a lot of other balls in the air as well. So, um, for sure. And I mean, I see a very, I see a very common theme between you, your wife and your family is that you really do value bringing up the youth, you value kids, you value family, you value learning and providing a good example. And so I know your physical transformation is probably aligned with that in some way, shape or form, but take us back what prompted you to start to look for Fit Father? How'd you find it? And just kind of walk us into how you got acquainted with this program. Yeah, so um, definitely it was, I mean, like I've, I put on my stuff, it, it, it is about weight, but it's also about how I feel as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a softball coach as well. And actually one of the things that kind of it got me moving the fastest was or, or really putting it in my head that I had to finally get back in shape was... Um, we actually won a tournament this, uh, this fall and we took a picture there and it was, it should have been like a really cool picture. I should have been really excited about it because I was not only my daughters on the team and then also uh, several of the other girls on the team are kids that I've coached back to when they were like eight years old. So it was, should have been like this really cool picture. And I, I was looking at this picture and I was just like, the only thing I could see was my gut sticking out. And I was, and I felt stupid that that upset me too, because it shouldn't have been that picture was not about me and shouldn't have been about me, but yeah. it still bothered me. And that kind of started it. Um, and then after that, um, I was still kind of just saying, you know, hey, we got the summer, we're teachers, it'll be fine. We'll get in the summer, I'll, I'll hit it then. Um, and then in December, um, I went with my daughter's uh, travel ball team to ice skate in downtown Oklahoma City. And we went there. And as we were leaving, we got like just this monsoon. Like it was a downpour. Like we could, it was one of those downpours where you have to like put your face down a little bit to breathe. It was coming down so hard. And so we're running through Oklahoma City, just sprinting, trying to get back to some cover to get to our cars. And it about killed me. I mean, honestly. Um, and it was kind of a wake up call for me chasing these girls down the street, trying to, trying to keep up with them because, um, you know, kind of in the context of my grandfather is, uh, you know, it, my grandfather's having to regularly have lung, his lungs pumped fluid off his lungs cause his heart's getting weak. My mother just had open heart surgery, um, and so, I mean, my family has good genetics as far as longevity going. Like, I'm 42 years old and all of my grandparents are still alive. Um, mm-hmm. But they're starting to show age. And I have other people in my family, like my father's two brothers have already passed away. So it's it's not a slam dunk. And it kind of was a wake-up mm-hmm. call to me that I had this energy to do something about it after that night. And I was like, I've got to grab it now. I don't need to wait. And that was the biggest thing. Um, so that's, um, I, I want to pause you for a second. I did. It's powerful. Like I, I got chills, you know, at first just viscerally experiencing what that must've been for you, pounding rain out of breath, knowing you need to just like keep up. And then just like the, 
what that must have felt like, like a little panic, a little just mm-hmm. bad. And then the fact that you also had those things with your parents on top of that and you're changing careers and you have all these kids you're taking care of. It's a lot going on. I, yes. I see you, man. You've been doing this through a pretty intense period of your life. So you start to search. You use that energy that you have from those moments as like a little bit of wake-up call and you start to search and then you find us through which ways? Uh, so, I mean... It's kind of full circle to be on the podcast because I I actually kind of did I I hacked my own brain basically I know I I'm a big podcast listener and I know that how much of an impact podcasts have on me you know, I I I shared in the in the Facebook group about how I basically one one podcast slash YouTube slash um, influence that has been in my life uh, that really helped me in these early years of teaching has been something called Real Rap with Reynolds. Um, and he's, I, I really think that they are kind of a, um, kindred spirit to what fit father does and that he has YouTube, he has a podcast and he also has this mm-hmm. Facebook group where it's not like all the other Facebook groups that you get into with teachers. There's a lot of griping yeah. and moaning and a lot of the teacher, um, Facebook groups, which is, you know, sometimes healthy and sometimes not, but he has this, it's always a very positive place. Um, and so I said, if I can find something like that for fitness, that is also really sustainable because I've done, you know, we've all done the things that were just not sustainable. And, and I was like, I'm not going to starve myself. I'm not going to do something crazy that I can't sustain with our lifestyle. And I literally just went into my podcatcher and searched fit father podcast because I was just like, let's see. It's like, I'm a dad. Let's see. That'll probably pull that. That should, I mean, I, it should weed out some of the like just really over the top podcast uh, or bodybuilding po- podcast. Yeah. Um. And the first thing that came up with your podcast and uh and it was kind this of is full circle right now. Yeah. I feel the humility of this moment now. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. And so I uh um and I actually had to the universe had to kind of give me a nudge because I was and to say you know hey don't, don't be you. You're, I'm always, I'm suspicious of things that show up first on, on, uh, search engines. I tell my kids all the time, don't take the first thing. It's going to be the, you know, in class when we're researching, I'm like, don't, (laughs) don't do that. And, and the universe was just kind of like, Hey, uh, at least read about it. And so I started reading and I, and everything I read sounded like it was what I was looking for. And so I went to YouTube after that and started watching some videos and went from there to actually, I went back to episode one of the podcast and just started there and kind of had me convinced that this was something that I needed to, I needed to do. That is so cool. I mean, I'll let humor me for one second because I put a lot of work into all this, all the videos, all the podcasts and to know that this caught you at this right time, like justifies all this effort for me. And mm-hmm. like, it's so cool. And so you join the program and you start going through some of the setup steps. I'd like to talk about some of the early, the first 30 days. Um, and I would like you to approach this from what you're implementing, any aha moments, as well as maybe even from a teacher's perspective, the process of the learning and the education structure of the program. Yeah. And uh, it started for me before I even joined the program officially, honestly, that, that I, you know, I'm a teacher, so um, limited budget. So I have started with free stuff. I started with everything I could get a hold of. And I kind of, you know, I, it's more like, you know, I didn't have a flannel board with like just red string attaching 
different things, but I kind of had a crazy person like yeah. amalgamation of from listening to the podcast, from watching YouTube, from everything that I could gather, I put together as much as I could of what phase one was. And I was like, yeah. I'm just going to try it first. And so nice. for about first two weeks, I did... I, I was I was on my own version of what I think the plan is. And I was probably batting about 80%. I did okay. Nice. Um, I lost nine pounds the first week. And then I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not... Like, I need... I want to know what's behind the, the paywall. I want to know what's... I want to do this. And I want to... And so whenever the... You guys had a sale at the first of the year. And so yeah. I was like, okay. So I, I jumped in at that point. Um, and the biggest thing is just like the sustainability piece. It just it just is um, something that you can do that's not... Like I said, you don't have to starve yourself. They don't tell you you can't have any carbs. I've, right. Yeah, I've, unwil- I've been... Uh, I've, I tried that one time with... Uh, I, w- I don't know how committed I was to it, but I figured out very quickly that uh, you need carbs. Um, <laughs> it was not a sustainable <laughs> lifestyle. Um, yeah, let so, alone with having kids, right? I mean, it's right. so tough to do that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I, um, just everything about the way that you, you lay things out and, and teach it about making it sustainable, it all plugs in. And, and the stuff you say about decision power and not having to make decisions, especially, I mean, as a teacher, that helps me a ton. I don't have to... I know that even if I have a bad day, like as far as like the schedule doesn't go right or or whatever happens, I know that like 75% of my food intake is going to be on point because I know every morning I wake up, I have a shake, I uh, have my lunch is packed. Right after I get out of um, school, I've got the Quest bar or whatever. And then even if I have a bad dinner, I mean, I got a C for the day where yeah. I was getting an F minus before, you know? Right. Um and that really was that simple as just plug and the one to one like modular way that things fit together was what made it sustainable because instead of um instead of having an energy drink and a you know a brownie on the way to school i make my shake and even though i have it's kind of a running gag that people make fun of me for my shake at school because um, i'm still drinking it by the time first hours over and it really grosses out a couple of my coworkers and they're like, what are you doing? But um, I try to convince them all the time that it, to me, it tastes like a Java chip Frappuccino and it has that texture because of the chia seeds yeah. and stuff. And I, that's what I process it as. I'm like, I get to have a Java chip Frappuccino for breakfast every day, you yeah. know? Um, so that's how, so that plugs in there. The lunch is easy. I mean, I was, you know, having a sand, having a sandwich is, is perfectly perfectly reasonable for lunch. And then, uh, you know, the Quest bar honestly tastes about as good as the brownie and I didn't have to stop somewhere to get it, you know? So, I mean, all of those things just plugged in right where they were. The biggest change was, um, for me, that was the toughest was probably not eating at night after dinner. That was a big part. That's a big part of our, our family's always been big night snackers. Um, and so that was tough, but because it was obviously working, like I always say, it becomes intrinsically motivating. I don't want to eat at night because I can tell that it's doing me a lot of good, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that is, that's really, um, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing as far as, far as nutrition is it becomes kind of motivating in its own set. Yeah. Very well said. How about the exercise? What did that aspect of it look like for you? So, yeah, I, I watched, I actually, um, 
when I first started the exercise for for the apex, I was um, I knew that it takes me at that point. I knew from trying to work out before and getting back in um, that it takes me about I don't know it would take me a little bit over a day to get sore usually. So I did something stupid that I don't advise, but I I did an apex one night. And then literally got up the next morning and did another one because I was just like, I'm going to tell my body we're doing this. So I did that. Um, and it worked out fine. I mean, it was, uh, I was doing the, the best possible version that I could figure out. Um, at that point, I only had like one kettlebell and I was doing, and I did the best I could with it. Um, I was, there was a few things I had to tweak once I, you know, was totally in the program and understood had had all the good ex- explanations and education. Um, but it was, I immediately started feeling better. That's one of the, the craziest things about it. And it was probably a combination of the food and exercise. But I mean, before I had, I was in, I was in pain a lot of the times in silly little ways. Like I, I talked about how a lot of it's not just weight. It's about how I felt. And I started feeling better in very short order. I was... I had um, my my hips used to hurt, um, my wrists hurt. I couldn't do push-ups. I could do them, but I would do push-ups like on my knuckles because my wrists hurt. I had a finger that hurt me for a good year, and all of those things have all healed up and dried up. And like I, none of that. And it was very quickly. Like I was able to do push-ups again and inside of a couple of weeks, as far as like doing them actually with your wrists the way that they should be. So that those things happened very fast. So, so that was definitely something. And and how fast you're, how fast you come up to speed on the apex. Um, probably the hardest thing was the getting figuring out, just getting comfortable doing the renegade rows. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, the strength comes very quickly. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's really powerful. And I mean, I just to, I want to come back to the energy bit for for a second because. Like that's the background of your entire life is your perception of how vital you feel and how much you can show up in your capacity that you have, let alone in the job that you're coming into and you're, and you're doing, which is effectively, you know, you're performing and you're holding space for education and being present to all of these kids, like energy is everything. And I know going from having to rely on sugar and energy drinks to actually having a body that's functioning better metabolically because you're doing the right inputs. So you actually have self-starting energy as opposed to this external energy has got to feel pretty freeing. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm, I'm sure it does. Oh yeah, definitely. It definitely does. I, t- I mean, I definitely feel, I, I mean, I feel a good 10 years younger. I don't, I'm, I'm better. I am right now. I'm the weight that I played high school basketball at. I mean, that's, and I'm, I, I mean, I know that I'm stronger. And I don't, I just, I don't feel old anymore. The kids always tell, I'm 42. The kids in, in the, even before I got into shape, they were, they all think I'm 20 in my twenties for some reason. I don't know why, but I used, anytime they used to say that, I would be like, well, I feel like I'm 60, but I don't say that anymore. I don't feel that way anymore. I feel, I feel like I can move. Um, and it's, and it's good. And that was a big deal to me because, you know, I, this, like I said, this is my second career. Um, I just, I just finished, um, I just finished my alternative certification and this is something that I wanted to do for a really long time. Um, and I never thought that I would get the opportunity to do it. Um, and you know, life happened, opportunity came up to, to try to to do something else. And 
I spent, you know, 20 years working retail, you know, just kind of making, you know, faceless millionaires richer and uh, bleeding and sweating and, and giving, you know, everything I could to that. And I really, and that was one of the things that bothered me was I was like, I'm finally getting to do the thing. I'm finally getting to teach and coach and I feel terrible, you know, and I don't have, and I don't want to give, you know, I'm only 42. I want to do this for longer than I did that. I want to do this for longer than I did that. And I don't want it to be all my leftovers. You know, I want to have good energy for that. So that was a big motivating factor as well as just, you know, like I said, I've got six kids and I want to be there with them, you know. I want to let you know in this moment, just hearing you say that, like, I feel the significance of this like period of your life as a springboard mm-hmm. for the future that you've been wanting to create, like vocationally in your family, just with like actualizing your dreams and like the timing couldn't be better. I mean, there's never convenient time, right. To like, right. to do these things, but you made it a priority enough. And now you have this like foundation that you can build on. What is your, what is your family said in this process? What have your kids said? I mean, they've seen you get like probably change their body shape pretty substantially. Um, you know, so what's, what's, what's it been like at home for them witnessing your transformation? Yeah. I, I mean, they it's slow for them, obviously it's, even though it's fast it's four months. So, I mean, they haven't, they haven't made a big deal about it, but they, they do, they notice and they know when I, they know when I'm going to, that, that I'm going to get up and I'm going to go work out. And, you know, they, you know, they've been, they understand that sometimes I eat something different and they, you know, they're supportive of that. Um, and my wife's, my wife's been supportive of that as far. And she, she's always, you know, she, she makes the space and the time for me to get up in the morning and, and, you know, she kind of has to man the fort until I get back. It's, we have kind of a tight schedule in the morning with all of this stuff, but it is, like I said, it's, it's achievable. And that, and that is something that we're able to, we're able to swing and it's kind of, everybody kind of has to, one person can definitely put it off the rails if they wanted to, because it's a little bit of a tight ship and they all, um, they all carry their part of it and participate in it. And I really, and I appreciate that because, you know, and it's, it's been a, th- and it's, and it is also a thing that we're at a time in our life when we're a little bit able to do that. I mean, obviously we've got the six kids, they're old enough now, the, the youngest of them are in third grade. Um, so, um, you know, when they were all younger, this would have been a, been a tougher swing, but they, they, they do a good job of getting up and getting themselves around and, and nobody's, you know, nobody's shoving, shoving brownies in my face. They respect (laughs) that that's a weakness. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it is, um, you know, I couldn't do it. I couldn't definitely couldn't do it without them. And, um, and they, they are, they're all pretty, they're pretty active. I actually, my daughter was with me, um, at the gym, my oldest daughter, she just got a scholarship to, uh, or she's, she's basically getting almost a full ride to a college in Vermont. And we were up at the gym. She was up there with me, um, working out and we were at the school gym and she came, she was upstairs. Um, she was upstairs on the treadmills and I was downstairs in the weight room and she knocks on the weight room door um, crying, which was, I was like, what's going on? Um, and I let her, I let her in and she just shows me her phone and it was her acceptance to this college that was, um, so that was a cool little workout family moment. Well, congratulations on that. I mean, launching her and obviously to get a scholarship like that requires a tremendous amount of her effort and dedication and diligence along the way, which is very evident. That's a proud dad moment, I'm sure. 
Yes. And that's, and it's, it's something she went out and did very much. So, I mean, she, she, this was the college she wanted to do. She went out and she wrote all the essays and she, she really hunted it, hunted it down um, and, and did it on, did it fully on her own. It was not a mom and dad driving this kid crazy thing. It was all, it was all her. So, so we're pretty proud of her. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So you're now in phase two or maybe you're even just getting completing phase two. You might, you're hopping into three now. Okay. So you're in phase three. So what, what has it been like now, like moving into phase two, what was that like after you got your foundation? And then now what's it like in phase three, take us through a little bit of the progressive nature of what you've been learning, experiencing, what seems more true to you now, what's been challenging. Yeah, phase. So I mean, phase two, obviously, the fast is a is a thing that comes comes up. Um, I'm actually I'm on my fast day today. I do it on Friday. We have uh, we don't have school on Fridays. Obviously, I'm not doing this in front of all my kids. Uh, but there's uh, um, we do have school one Friday a month, but we don't usually have school on Fridays. Um, so I make that my fast day. Um, so Thursday nights usually are if I'm gonna have free meal, it'll be a, that's the free meal because that's our last night. Um, yeah, that's cool. working. Um, so I kind of run Saturday through Friday as as the routine. And but face so that I mean honestly, because of being on being on schedule, um, and and putting it on that day, planning it to be on that day. I usually have grading and things to do. We have things around the house to do on Friday. Um, so it's just, I mean, it. it I hardly notice honestly. I start getting hungry about snack time. And kind of have to push through that, but um, it definitely is. Um, it definitely helps. I mean, it gets you off of um, gets you off of the plateau if you're plateauing. Um, I actually don't usually show it that much on the scale till a couple of days later. Uh, I'm not sure what what that's all about, but it usually takes a day or two of lag before I drop another little bit on that. Um, but it definitely it's definitely a valuable part part of it, and it's not the it's not as scary as it sounds when you first hear about it for sure um and i actually i'm kind of like i don't remember who it was on the podcast that i heard recently and you were surprised to hear i remember you expressed surprise but i actually like double trouble i don't know why (laughs) um i mean it almost killed me the first time i did it because i think i tried too much weight but um shane dixon was like was the guy who was like, no, just chill out, take, take some of the weight off and it'll be fine. And once I did that, I actually, I don't know what it is about that exercise. I just really feel good after it. I, I feel like I don't, it, I just feel better the whole day after doing that. Nice. Um, I would not say the same thing in phase three about the destroyer. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I got, I get through it. I was proud of myself for the destroyer. It was very, uh, but it's definitely less of a excitement thing. But it, but it definitely does work. I mean, um, the good the good news is if you if you need something happy about the Great Destroyer, it doesn't take as long. Um, yeah. So it is. Um, but I, it definitely made me. That definitely did make me stronger. Um, but I phase. But as far as phase two, um, double trouble. I really liked it. Um, and the the, you know, the fasting definitely helps. Um, and you really have a lot of, you really feel a lot of like momentum in phase two. You feel good. You can really yeah. start, you're really starting to see like your body change, um, and starting to be able to tell. Um, and then phase, uh, with phase three, um, I'm, 
the car the carb cycling. I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly. I'm trying to decide if I'm doing it one day or two days. Um, because I'm just like, I'm trying to stretch this thing, honestly, because I'm at my goal. Like I'm, I could still lose some more weight, but I'm really at my goal weight, but I really want to finish the programs as far as through all the workouts. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out which levers to pull and which levers to not pull. Yeah. And I don't want to give you an answer because I know you're going to figure it out because you're like equipped enough at this point, which is probably, it was just really cool. And, uh, and I do think you're going to like phase four when you get into that. Yeah. And I won't really reveal too much about it unless you already kind of looked ahead and you know, but it's kind of like the synthesis aspect that allows you to like just kind of cruise more right. after this. But, you know, hey, you have peak 11 ahead of you too on phase three. Right. You got some workouts coming down the pipeline, my friend. Oh, yeah. I've looked at I've looked at the I've looked at all of the I've looked ahead through all of it, trying to figure out which way I'm going going with stuff. And I'm just yes, I'm there. The other phase three workouts look very look like a lot of fun. We'll um, use the word expansive, you know, <laughs> yeah. help you dig deep. Yes. Uh, I'm on right now. I'm at, um, I'm on, I've done four assaults. So, um, and that is, I'm trying to figure, trying to figure that out. I've always been kind of limited with, if I work out at home, I've only got a few dumbbells, but if I work out, I work out at my school, I have a lot of dumbbells, but they're the big round rubber ones. So they're yeah. not super ideal for some of the things that we do. For sure. Um, but I've figured out a little bit of a setup for the for the assault that I'm using right now. I probably need to up the weights a little bit next time because um, I'm getting it done a little bit faster than it's probably intended. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I've definitely, I definitely feel like a completely different person for sure. That's awesome. So good yeah. to hear. All right. So, um, I want to ask you now in the kind of closing part of this interview, some advice that you have for some guys who are starting out in the very early phases. Um, even maybe someone who is very much like you, you know, very conscious of budget, a little skeptical, want to try things out. What would you say to that guy, whether he's just joined or is even considering joining just this early phase mentality based on what you've experienced? Yeah, um, I would say if you are listening to this podcast, then you probably have at least enough of the motivation to get started on this. And if you're listening to this podcast and you hunted it down in any in the way that I did, then you you're looking and you have you have something in your gut telling you you need to do something. And if you'll seize that and and do this program. Um, then it'll become motivating in its own self. It, it's not you don't you won't have to keep yourself motivated. It 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 the results come quick enough that you're going to the motivation will come as well. Um, and it does work, and it doesn't take forever to start feeling it. Especially, I mean, the worse off you are as far as like where you're starting, the more you know. I lost nine pounds the first week. I've seen guys on the Facebook group who've dropped more than that the first week. Um, I wasn't, I was 188 pounds, five foot five. So I was definitely overweight, but there people start, you know, even, even, uh, bigger than that. And a lot of times the, they, I, those, those people really supercharge and really, really Mm -hmm. drop a lot fast. And so it's, it's going to, the motivation is going to be there if you just, if you just commit to it and, and, and. Um, and like I said, if you want to be a crazy person like me, then and put put together the manifesto version of what what you think that we're talking about here, then 
um, it'll start showing results fast enough that you'll 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 want to jump all the way in pretty quickly. Um, as far as advice, like I, I look at this as um, you know one of the one of the things one of the books books that I read. There's a guy named Mark Manson wrote a book, and it was something. And it um, basically my paraphrase of what he says is that happiness is choosing your choosing good problems, and that's. I do you want the problems of that have you looking for this podcast or do you want the problems of getting up a little bit early and doing some workouts and I mean this these are much better problems they just really are <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't even compare so that's that's a beautiful perspective and also to say too I'm sure you'd agree with this that the energy and vitality that you do experience when your body is being tended to properly, when you are pushing it physically, nourishing it properly, and even just you feel aligned, mm -hmm. like your capacity to tackle problems goes up. Like there's some stuff that might have rocked you in the past that now becomes small comparatively. But I do love the idea too that, and I wrote it down actually because I thought it was so striking. You wrote this in the podcast in intake is troubles never cease. Happiness is in choosing the troubles you want to have. Right. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, Michael. I love that. So um, I want to ask you in closing, what does it mean to you now to be a fit father? You type fit father into that little podcast bar. What is, what is that, what does that phrase and that, that concept mean to you? I think it means um, being able to give your all and your energy to the things that you want to give them to and being able to give your best energy and your best efforts and your best, you know, and, and to, to enjoy it, you know, to not, have it not have it be a drag to be a, to feel like you're to feel like you're living life instead of just being drugged through it or existing through it i i i really think that that is that is what's all about like i it's it's just a different quality of life it really is man michael thanks for coming on like you're walking the walk through and through you're just such a wonderful guy and that, now that i I have these images in my mind of like you from those striking early moments of like being out of breath, running through to now like crushing the assaults and beginning this new life and career. I just want to say blessings to you on the road ahead, all the miles behind as well, to your family, to all the kids that you serve locally. Like I'm so grateful you're a part of our community. And I know a lot of guys are going to find a ton of inspiration from this. Well, thank you. And thank you guys for everything that you're doing. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.